Hello, I'm Lindley Gooden, reformed journalist and curious human. Welcome back to Explainiacs. This is number four, and this time we're going to take one giant leap into a whole new way of life. How can you transform your mindset, your habits, your lifestyle, and shut up the little voice in the back of your head that keeps telling you that you're just not good enough? This time we're talking motivation, well-being, being better at what you do, and we're also talking ducks. That's right, ducks. With one of the UK's top motivators and wellness wizards, he is Pete Cohen, author, presenter and coach, the founder of My365 and just a thoroughly decent human being. Explainiacs Biography. Pete, I've known you for years, but other people may not have known you for years. What mm. on earth do you do? Well, apart from being your brother from another mother, True. because I was just looking at the fact that we do look quite alike, especially in the head department. That's true. What exactly do I do? I suppose I'm just fascinated by what goes on mm. uh, in between the two ears. Yeah. You know? As they said in Star Trek, right? To boldly go where no man has gone before. I, I kind of want to go inside the experience of being a human being and try and make as much sense of it as I possibly can yeah. and share that knowledge and wisdom with people because I think more than ever people do need a little bit of help because I think a lot of us are struggling and some of that struggle is possibly a little bit unnecessary. Giving people a sense of control is a really important motivator. Welcome to being human. New subject, description. So Pete, why are we here today? What can I do to identify in myself what I've got potential for, what I could, maybe should be doing, and what I would also be really happy doing in my life. It's all about learning how to think greater than you feel. It's, mm. you know, it's estimated that human beings have anywhere between 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 thoughts in one day. Most of those thoughts are redundant, but we keep thinking them, which produces emotion. Human beings love to feel good, love to feel driven, love to feel like we're achieving. The only way to do that properly is to learn to think greater than you feel. Tell us about ducks. So the quality of our life comes down to the quality of the communication that we have with ourselves. Most people don't communicate with themselves very well because there is a voice in their head. And for many people, it is like a duck that just quacks away telling you don't do this that's not going to work blah 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 quack 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 if we do not learn how to shut the duck up we will be a victim of a voice that just wants us to stay where we are would you encourage us to listen to dogs more um yes probably because we should always be the person that our dog thinks we are which is amazing <laughs> that was well handled Step one. If we talk about the way that people approach problems in life, I think a lot of us, and I'm certainly guilty of this, retract. We, we bring ourselves back into our core to think, okay, well, I'll defend my borders. What you do is help people to try to get a different perspective on who they are and what they can do, because of course you see that in them, whereas most people don't see it in themselves. Yeah, I think we've all got superpowers, right? Mm. I think we all just got these unique gifts. And, and maybe one of the gifts that I have is, and it sounds cheesy, I, I see potential in people. Mm. I, I just, I'm fascinated by human beings. 
But what's fascinating with all of that, and this is why I love your podcast, Explainiacs, and the whole thing about the curious person, the curious mind, curiosity, I don't know whether it killed the cat or not. I, th- I think the cat survived. I think he was on Life 7 by that time. Oh, oh, fine. Curiosity is one of the most important attributes of any human being. Mm. Because if we're not curious, especially about ourselves, what we recreate is our past. And and I've recently been doing a lot of work on on thoughts. Yeah. You know, and you know, what are thoughts? Why do we have them? And there are many, again, many theories about that, but a lot of the experts will agree that one of the key characteristics of thoughts is to remember. Yeah. So we have thoughts so that we can remember how to do something and we just do it. But of course, what many of us are remembering is things that have happened in our past that we don't want to recreate or we think that's how we're supposed to react in that situation. The minute you say, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm stuck, you will find that lots of people who love you will rush in and take care of you. Moving on. Step two. Obviously, we most of us know, unless you are totally well-adjusted, uh, that there are certain reactions that we have that are more negative than they need to be, and they are recurring, and you know when you approach that situation or that comment comes your way, you're going to feel bad about it, even though you kind of know you don't need yeah. to. You know, yeah. what? how do you start to shift our perspective to make that a healthier reaction? So the language of our brain is thoughts. Mm. The language of our body is feelings. So... If you think of it like this, your unconscious mind is your body. Because whenever you have a thought, that thought stimulates a feeling in your body. For example, if I said, look, I'm going to be, I I think I'm going to be late or I'm going to be late. That's a thought. That thought then is manifested in my body as a feeling. And that feeling will, could be stress. Oh yeah, you are going to be late. Mm. So that feeling then conf- goes back to my head to confirm that I was right for having that thought. Yeah. And then it loops. And curiosity first is an awareness of what's going on. Mm. But you know, we live in a world where there's so much s- stimulation, there's so much distraction, things that are pulling on our attention that most of us actually find it quite hard to pause and observe what is going on, that thoughts produce emotion. But we can, and this is the biggest challenge, we can learn to think greater than we feel. And people have known about this for thousands of years. You know, two and a half thousand years ago, they were talking about meditation, uh, you know, your ability to step in to that space of stimulus and response. And there is always a space, but the way we're living our lives today it's not particularly nourishing. And I think that's why a lot of people are experiencing poor health, poor mm. energy, because we're not really designed to live in the world that we're living. We're kind of trying to fit into a world that's mad. As human beings, we have become pretty shocking at taking care of ourselves. We are now at step three. Let's work backwards. When you do find that space, that healthy space, the one where you have, you can see clearly, you can think clearly, what is it like? What does it feel like? Can you visualize that for us so that we know what we're looking for? Let me put it to you like this. Most people think the most important currency in the world is is money. And money's great, but personally, I think the currency of energy, you know, the the feeling of being alive, Mm. the currency of being inspired about something that you're excited to do, to create. And then the other two are, for me, peace. 
just being able to experience some peace and then freedom to be free to be peaceful is to be where you are rushing around trying to achieve something trying to do something and often we just want to do something and move forward but to do something is not necessarily going to be at all nourishing well you have when you see when you look at people who are most what some people say quote unquote happy it's mm. not that they're necessarily happy it's that they are fulfilled mm. and martin seligman who wrote he's probably one of the forefathers of of personal development he they used to measure happiness by how satisfied people were and then they looked back through the years and they could see that life satisfaction was actually going down so happiness wasn't necessarily related to how satisfied you are he then kind of re completely relooked at this whole thing and started looking at happiness about wellness and wellness being related to fulfillment so he has an acronym called perma p e r m a and p stands for positive emotion right so being positive is important but it's a bit overrated you mm. don't have to be super positive to be fulfilled so that's one the e is engagement being engaged in things like being engaged in this conversation mm. you might be listening to this podcast and be engaged in it r is about relationships having relationships with people that you can connect with people you can be yourself with you, you feel comfortable in in their presence m is meaning feeling like there is meaning to your life meaning to what you're doing and a believe it or not is achievement mm. human beings we are what the greeks called teleological we need goals mm. but if you're achieving goals and you're not enjoying the process that's not that's not fulfillment that's success without fulfillment please prepare for step 4 there's something that you've been involved in since i've known you actually and that's the physical side of things actually the exercise being good to yourself in 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 mind but also in body that's important too and why why is that important we are definitely driven by our emotions right so if we don't feel like doing something we will not do it yeah so we are not hunter gatherers anymore i don't know if you if you've ever seen hunter gatherers i don't know on wimbledon common or you know <laughs> they're not there anymore we know that movement is good for us of course we know that we know that's what this thing is designed yeah. to do but my um challenge to everyone here is don't wait to feel something the inspiration you want to feel you will feel it but only by taking action and what's fascinating about movement research has shown over the last 5 10 years that your brain actually rewards your body for movement in what way because when you move your brain sees this going on and says this is what we do it gives you endorphins it mm. gives you serotonin and some research is showing that our muscles secrete a hormone that is associated with hope how interesting I mean, this is crazy right yeah. so people might say oh, i i feel hopeless i feel down i feel depressed i'll say okay happy to talk to you but could you go and do 5675 steps <laughs> and when you've done those steps come back and let's talk some of this um research uh, there's a book called the joy is it the joy of movement Kelly McGonigal is is the author. Yeah. And she's done a whole thing looking at uh, movement and somehow 
some research has shown that if you do less than around 5,600 steps, you are more prone to depression, worry, anxiety, right? right? Right. And then you look at the average amount of steps that they do in the in the United States. It's about 4,900 and something. Yeah. Globally, it's a little bit higher. And I think some people won't accept that movement is a medicine that makes us feel better. Explainiacs, a look to the future. We all want to be heroes in the end, or maybe not all of us, but most of us do in terms of when we exit our life. And in the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, he said that the second habit is to begin with the end in mind. And I think about this a lot. I think about, you know, if if, if I died and Lindley, you, you were at my funeral, mm. you know, I'm thinking, what would I like to be hearing people say about me? Two questions. First of all, um, when you're at your own funeral, looking in on us, they're uh, celebrating you and your life. What is it that you would like people to be saying about you, Pete? Well, the first thing I want them to be doing is smiling. Yeah. You know, and, and that was a good reminder, you, you asking me that question, because, you know, humor is a very important value to me in my life, but sometimes I forget. So I need to remember mm. um, just how important that is. And I, so I want people to be smiling and laughing and I want them, and this is exactly with my dad, right? So my dad almost two years ago passed away mm. and at his funeral, there was too many people to go in. Right. And uh, loads of people wrote letters and gave them to my mum. I didn't look at them. I didn't want to look at them to start off with. Mm. But then I started looking at them and I could see a pattern. And the pattern was, which kind of it surprised me a little bit, but in another way it didn't. Everyone, most people said something similar, that my dad always had time for them. You know, my dad was interested. He was curious. He'd ask questions, mm. right? And he did that for so many people. Mm. What about you? Hang on. So what, what about your funeral? Because well, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, right. So um, what I'd really like is if people said he was always different. He was always his own person. I also want them to say he was a brilliant spy. We never knew it. That'd be excellent. <laughs> Explainiacs, in conclusion. So let, let's wrap it up then. Let, let's work out what we can do right now to, to start to think differently, to start to, I mean, look, you talked about enjoyment, you talked about movement, you talked about having a goal, but believing in yourself is still a test for people. So what can I do now to move forward and start to take a, a, a more conscious route that I've chosen? Well, it's all about having a necessity to act, right? If there is no necessity to act, you will keep settling. So like I said, having having something that you're inspired to do and create that is in front of you, that is going to be maybe a bit difficult or a bit challenging. Mm. If you don't start to think about the obstacles that could come their way, then when an obstacle comes, most people just give up. In fact, there's an old Chinese proverb that says, a path with no obstacles doesn't go anywhere. And there's a book called The Obstacle Is The Way. It's not like the obstacle is in the way. Yeah. The obstacle is the way because do you th how many people do you think in life have ever created anything and it just worked perfectly first time? Yeah. But the necessity to act requires you to do things when you don't feel like it. And there is this space which people say is about five seconds. 
And one of the key, it's such a simple thing to do when I'm about to say, it's such a simple thing not to do. And there's a lady called Mel Robbins who's written a whole book on this. Mm. It's called five, four, three, two, one, right? I wouldn't say just do it. I'd say, just get started. Just start, five, four, three, two, one. Get out of bed, five, four, three, two, one. Start moving, five, four, three, two, one. Pick up the pen, start writing, five, four, three, two, one. Just recognize that if you don't do that, You'll just say to yourself, right, let's do that. But before I do, I'm just going to check out this cat video on YouTube. It's a very good what? cat video, to be fair, Pete. It's fantastic. And you know what happens after you watch one, another one pops up and yeah. then you've watched 10. And then you think, what? <laughs> I can't actually remember what, what was that? The necessity to act is gone. And, you know, success is all brought around from mm. action. So have a bias towards action. Well, Pete, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I hope that everybody listening to us has taken away some really useful personal enlightenment. There are certain techniques and books and references that we can take away, but I think the potential that we all have that we really often don't realise is probably one of the biggest things we'll take away from uh, our chat today, Pete. Thank you very much. So I just want to say one thing, which is I want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to speak to the, you know your audience and what I'd say to everyone that's listening to this comment on this you know let Lindley know and um, get this out there into the world because everything that we said here today and all of your podcasts are about creating a curiosity creating an understanding let's do something with this and then let's share that with other people because that's what makes this world better so i've said yeah. enough thank you very much i've gone well, <laughs> well I, I am sorry to see you go but you're absolutely right it's time to head off but not before i call out to you at home i want to hear from you if you know an amazing explainiac like pete they could be an expert in any walk of life a business colleague a teacher a rocket scientist or just the best cook yet to be asked to write a book all that matters is that it's important fascinating or fun to hear what they've got to say if it is we're here to explain it just get in touch as ever at explainiacs.com and we'll jump into their world too for now stay healthy and stay happy and i'll see you next time all the best goodbye